How do we have a leak in the highest court in the land? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. I'm your host, Amanda Ensing. How is everyone doing? I've missed you guys so much. It's been a hot minute since I've uploaded a podcast episode. Soon you guys will know why. I've been working on something for many years. I know it's annoying when people are super mysterious, but I can't talk about it yet. Huge shout out to everyone who's a part of my Patreon family. You guys mean so much to me and I really appreciate all of the support. Patreon is one way you can support the show and support what I'm doing. So head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Amanda Ensing if you like what I'm doing and want to see more. This has been a heavy week. Anytime you stir up the demons who are screaming to be able to kill babies in the womb, it's just like all the demons come out. And, And that's literally what it is. And I just want to be very upfront and honest right out the gate. If you don't follow me on any other platforms, you cannot follow Jesus and know Jesus and also support abortion. You cannot support killing babies in the womb under the guise of women's rights. Point blank period. I don't make up the rules. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the Roe v. Wade situation that's unfolding. And I want to talk about abortion and my thoughts, conversation, because we should not be fighting with each other about this. We should be talking to each other about this. And it is just breaking my heart seeing so many women screaming and having a temper tantrum over we need to be able to get rid of unwanted babies if we want to. It is just so evil. So earlier this week, a Supreme Court leak, which how does that happen? In the highest court of the land, we have a leak. Who leaked it? Are we going to know who leaked it? Like the people deserve to know. The government works for us. Even though they don't act like it, the power is to we the people. Who leaked this? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that seems like treason to me. Who leaked it? This is unprecedented. How do we have a leak in the Supreme Court? So in the leak draft, it said that the Supreme Court has voted to strike down Roe v. Wade according to this initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Alito and obtained by Politico. In quotes, Alito writes, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. My opinion is that this was leaked to force public pressure and before an official opinion was ever made so that they could see outrage from the left, from people who support abortion, which... There are also conservatives who support abortion, so I'm not going to categorize it to just one political party, but abortion is not a political issue. It's been used as one to divide people, but it's not. It's a moral issue. But all of the pro-abortion people are screaming, and they had to put barricades up at the Capitol. Like Within an hour or a couple hours after this came out, there were already troves of people there as if they already knew. Like, I'm sorry, you're not going to convince me that people just said, hey, let's all get together like a couple hundred people and go to the Capitol. No, it, it all of it just looked pre-planned to the T like they knew that this was going to come out, just like everything else. A side note, if you haven't seen the Roe v. Wade movie that came out in 2020, I would definitely recommend watching it. It's the one with John Voight. I think that's how you pronounce his name. 
um, definitely check it out. It is good. It shows a lot of behind the scenes and kind of untold stories of the Roe v. Wade case because as with everything, you're never given all of the facts. You literally have to go dig and research. For example, in that movie, they show the fact that, and I've talked about this before, that they used fake statistics to try to sway the court's opinion and public opinion. For example, they would say something like, you know, 70% of Americans believe in controlled abortion, when in reality, it was like 10%. But no one wants to stand by themselves. No one wants to be the one left out. And to my knowledge, no one was ever held accountable. (laughs) You know, how is that legal? That's falsifying data to sway legislation. How is that legal? And, And to sway public opinion, it's propaganda. So, of course, when this news came out, you know, all of pro-abortion coming, saying, oh, my gosh, we're going back to Handmaid's Tale. It's literally happening. Wow. Like, people saying that women have no rights, et cetera, et cetera. Women need to get up and stand for the right to their own body. And women have to protect the right to their own body. And the government doesn't get to decide what a woman does with her body. And that, oh, well, how are men getting to decide what a woman does with her body? Like, talking about the Supreme Court. Well, first and foremost, there are women on the Supreme Court that are Supreme Court justices. But secondly, do these people realize that men were the ones who approved Roe v. Wade, who voted for Roe v. Wade? So you're okay with men as long as they allow you to kill your baby in the womb, but you're not okay with it if they try to save the babies, like make it make sense. And also, when did the left finally realize what a woman is? Because the left says empower women, but then they also say there's no definition of a woman. And then they say men can be just as much of a woman as a woman is as long as he feels like he is. But then they also say that if you don't have a uterus, you have no say. I don't get it. None of it makes sense. Please, someone make it make sense for me. I just feel like the woke social justice warriors that are like far leftists, they're just crying about something new every single day. And all of these people also don't realize if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it doesn't outlaw abortion. It gives the power to the states to decide. I mean, where is the right to an abortion in the Constitution anyways? People want the Constitution to be upheld until they disagree with it. Until it's something like, oh, well, this needs to be changed. We have to change it. But when a conservative says, oh, like we want freedom, it's an issue. When conservative says, my body, my choice, when it comes to medical decisions, it's an issue. When we say we want to breathe without constricting our breathing, it's an issue. But now that we're trying to fight for someone who can't fight for themselves, an unborn baby, all of a sudden we're wrong. No one should decide what you get to do with your body. We all have the freedom of our bodies and bodily autonomy. I support that 100%. But a baby is not your body. It's inside your body. And they've heard the lie so many times. Like when you see people who are for abortion and leftist politicians, when you hear them, they say, a woman deserves the right to choose. And they stop right there. Choose what? (laughs) They don't tell you what it is. They just say, a woman deserves the right to choose. A woman has the, the right over her body. She has the right to choose. To choose what? They won't finish the sentence and say, the right to choose to kill her baby if she doesn't want it. They won't say that because it doesn't fit their narrative and people just eat it up. And the same people 
who don't know that overturning Roe v. Wade doesn't outlaw abortions. It also does not punish the woman. In all of this, like all of the pro-life legislation that I've seen, it punishes the doctor for performing the abortion. It does not punish the woman. But the same people who don't know all of these things also don't believe a baby is a human life. They believe that they get to decide if it's worth living. And the narrative keeps straying further and further from the truth and from morals and from God. Because now it's a woman shouldn't have to have a baby if she doesn't want to. Forcing a woman to carry a baby to be a breeder, it's just sick and demonic. A woman having the gift to create an eternal soul that God gives her in her womb is a miracle. Children are gifts from God. But the media and the left and just evil people have taught women to forsake one of their greatest gifts, which is giving birth to an eternal soul. They've convinced this generation to hate kids, and it's so sad that you won't be able to have a career, that it'll mess up your body, that it'll just hinder you in every aspect, and that it's too expensive, et cetera, et cetera. And so many people have bought the lie. I posted this video on my Instagram story last week. I wish I would have saved it. Um, but it was a woman who went out interviewing in California talking about new proposed legislation and talking about how it would allow, you know, to kill the baby, I think, for up to 10 months after birth. I haven't seen that one, but I did see the one where there's like 28 days or something technically through the legislation after birth. Like if a woman didn't want the child, it's just disgusting. And there were responses from young women in their 20s saying things such as, well, we just have to support the woman and her dreams and whatever she wants for her life. What about her child? What if that's a little girl? What about that little girl's dreams? And then there was another guy there saying, oh, well, it's whatever the woman wants to do. It's her body. And then there was another woman responding saying, yeah, well, I believe F them kids. So, you know, I hate kids. And it was so disgusting and disturbing to watch. And that's the state of our society right now. People literally don't believe that a baby is, is a living being. They believe it's a clump of cells or a fetus, but they won't tell you what it's a fetus of. If you ask someone, when does life begin? They can't tell you or they'll, they'll make something up five months or 10 months. You know, they'll just make something up. These people believe they found life on Mars, like little tiny microorganisms, but they don't believe a baby is a human. Like what? <laughs> With no proof, might I add, just NASA telling you. Like, trust me, bro, we've, we've done all these things. It blows my mind how thick the scales are on people's eyes, like how enraptured they are in emotion. Like, it's almost like they're under a spell of they just don't see clearly. They don't think that it's a human being. So I want to talk about a few things when it comes to abortion because I get a lot of questions about it. I actually have a whole life highlight on my Instagram. One of the number one questions I get is, well, what about rape or incest? So I want to go over it. Rape is and incest both are traumatic and horrific events. They're not things to be made light of by any means. And I've never met someone that was pro-life that ever made light of them or dismissed them. Statistically, rape and incest make up less than 1% of all abortions. So the first thing I want to know if I'm talking to someone who's for abortion is, okay, so that other 99%, do you agree that those are wrong? Yes or no? So if you agree that the 99% are wrong, why aren't you doing anything about speaking up 
for harsher punishment for rapists. I never see pro-abortion people speaking up against rapists and trying to teach other women how to defend themselves or how to carry, you know, Second Amendment rights or women's rights. I guarantee you someone isn't going to try to rape you if they know that you carry or if you pull out that you carry and you pull out your firearm. So we're not teaching women how to defend themselves. We're just saying, hey, as long as you can have an abortion, it's fine. Secondly, life is not conditional. It's inherent. And that's the number one thing people need to realize. Life is eternal. The worth of someone's life is not dependent on how they were brought into this world. I have friends who were conceived from rape. I have testimonies you can read on my life highlight of women who were born from rape, women who were raped and decided to have their baby and said it's the greatest gift God has ever given them. I see so many people make the argument of, well, life is too hard and it's expensive and foster care system is you know bad and it's rough, et cetera, et cetera. You're saying that people aren't strong enough to go through it. I'm not debating that life isn't hard and life isn't tough and that they might have to go through a lot of stuff if they're in the foster care system or if they're born into a broken or abusive home. I'm not disputing that. But many of us were born into not ideal circumstances and we've overcome them because we're not victims. We are overcomers in Christ, through Christ. And so you see this victim mentality of, oh, just just have an abortion. Like, you don't want to bring them here anyways. Who are you or me or anyone to decide if someone gets the right to be born? God makes no mistakes. And like it says in Jeremiah, let me read it to you because I, I reposted this the other day and it's so beautiful. Jeremiah 1.5, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God has a purpose for you. And when you end that life, you're not only ending a a person's life, but you're stopping their entire lineage. I've posted so many testimonies on my life highlight because they're just beautiful to read. And they put a lot in perspective and they really can change hearts. People don't see these babies as humans because they can only see the mother. And that's an issue because it it is a baby. And While you might think that they don't deserve to live because you've had a hard life or you think they'll have a hard life, you're robbing them at a chance of love, laughter, family, friends, wonder, a relationship with the Lord and and doing things for the kingdom. You're robbing them at life. I know some of the most pro-life women I've ever talked to have had abortions. And when it comes to abortion, you know, when I talk about it, I'm not judging anyone. I'm not here to judge anyone. It's not my place. It's only the Lord's place to judge. But God's grace, I'm so thankful for that. God's grace and his mercy and his forgiveness is there if we ask and we repent. You know, I've seen God use women who have had abortions and he's taken their pain and made it his platform. I've also talked to endless people who almost had an abortion and they didn't. And now they shudder at the thought of, not having their son or daughter in their lives. And I mean, I've read traumatic experiences from rape to incest to not ready to be a mother to, you know, an abusive home to being a single mother, not being able to afford it, not having a job. They all overcame 
they all overcame. And if you allow God, he will be there in your darkest times and you will overcome. We've got to drop this mentality of trying to take what we think the easy way out is. Also, no one talks about the physical and mental trauma inflicted onto women when they have abortions. I have several friends who have had abortions. I've talked to endless women who have had them. I didn't realize how many women were having abortions until I started talking about it on my page. You know, I've I've had friends and known people who've had them, but I never knew how many women truly had had them. And it's heartbreaking um, until I started posting about it. And they all talk about the toll it's taken on their mental health and their physical health from fertility issues later down the road, not being able to conceive, to other issues such as high blood pressure, anxiety, depression, addiction, guilt. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And there's no such thing as a safe abortion. Look up how many women die each year during an abortion. There's no such thing as a safe abortion. I put up the ticker of how many abortions there have been worldwide. I put up the live worldometer. You can look at it online and it shows you how many abortions there are worldwide per second. It's on its way to 15 million this year, babies. And it just ticks every second it ticks. And like, that's a baby. Like, it's heart-wrenching. And in 2021, the leading cause of death globally was abortion. At 42.6 million, it was almost 43 million. And that was also 42% of all deaths worldwide. And just so you have an idea, the second leading cause of death was cancer at 8 point something million. It was right under, I think it was 8.2 million or something. So you go from abortion at almost 43 million to cancer, the second leading cause of death globally at under 9 million. That's a huge jump. It's like in Psalm 24 where it says, you know, Lord, how long shall the wicked triumph? And it says, how long shall they utter and speak hard things and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. Children are of God. They're his creation. We are created in his image. And People don't under, I think a lot of people don't understand what they're saying and what they're doing. And a lot of people too, they've never even taken the time to educate themselves on how abortions are performed. All it takes is you seeing one doctor video talk about what he has to do with a digital graphic. And there's no way you can agree that abortion is okay after seeing what they do. Tearing the the baby's limb from limb and then vacuuming the rest out. It's just, it, it's, it's awful. Not to mention, if you haven't been seeing all of the baby organs showing up all over the U.S. the last couple of years, um, from colleges and universities to undercover videos, people have leaked through things such as Project Veritas, where they'll be meeting with someone from Planned Parenthood and they're like pretending that they want to buy organs and they're selling all of these baby organs. I mean, it's just insane. Um, If you saw the Justice for the Five that was a few weeks ago when they found those babies, um, they were like, most of them looked like full-term babies in buckets. And then there was, I think this was in Baltimore, there was a power company that was accused 
of using dead babies for energy in the city. I don't know. It was it was just bizarre. I mean, it feels like you're just living in a movie. But we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spirits, and high places in of darkness. And that's Ephesians 6 just keeps ringing true time and time again. Like, this is spiritual warfare. Anyways, so back to uh, pro-choice arguments. So rape and incest... Two wrongs don't make a right. If you end up pregnant because of something as traumatic as that, killing the baby is not going to make you feel any better. It's going to add to the trauma. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And I've just known so many people who have been in that situation and all of them say that they thank God that they had their child. My body, my choice... Um, I actually saw a post, it was a, a, a quote, and I, I can't remember who it was from, but it was a quote people were passing around saying that abortion is like an inversion of the Eucharist, of communion, because Jesus says, this is my body that I've given up for you. And the abortion movement says, this is my body. And I was like, I just thought like, ew, like gross feelings, like right away, you know? A baby, again, is not your body. Your body does not have two sets of DNA. It only has one. And isn't it just ironic that a miscarriage is a tragedy to everyone, but an abortion is celebrated by people who support abortion. So if you want the baby and lose it, it's sad. But if you didn't want the baby and you decide to get rid of it, then it's okay. Do you know what I mean? Do you see how evil that sounds? It's just, it's so black and white. I'm not saying it's easy if you're not ready to be a mother, if you, you know, had a traumatic situation. I'm not saying it's easy to keep the baby, but life isn't easy. And 99% of abortions are because of convenience, um, you know, not feeling supported, saying you can't afford it, saying you, you just can't, you know, whatever other reasoning of you don't want to go through with it. But the other thing a lot of people don't want to talk about is, okay, so don't have sex then. You're not ready to have a baby, then don't have sex. There's a reason why God reserved sex for marriage, but our society moves further and further away from him. And that was even something like, I'm not perfect, so I'm not here to judge anyone. But as I've gotten older, I'm just like, there's so much I didn't know when I was younger and you know, when I was in my 20s. And just so much that I see now as I've gotten closer to the Lord of this is exactly why he made it this way. And a lot of the youth, like you see everywhere, right? Like promiscuity is supported in lustful things. Like just look at the state of our music. I don't listen to mainstream music anymore, but like you can just see like it's so sexual and over-sexualized, even the beauty industry, which I talked about last week on Instagram, it's all over-sexualized. 10 times out of 10, you will not get pregnant if you don't have sex. If you're not ready to have a baby, then don't have sex. When you are sexually active, even if you use, you know, contraceptives, you are agreeing by the act that there's a chance you could have a baby. No contraceptive is going to be 100%. It's just not. The only one that's going to be 100% is abstinence, not having sex. Okay, moving on. Another disgusting argument I hear is that a baby is just leeching 
off of the mother and the mother doesn't have to sustain it if she doesn't want to. I mean, it's just demonic. Sorry. It just, it just is. They'll say because the baby depends on the mother and it's the mother's choice. So if we're going to make the argument of where does life begin and it doesn't, you know, to these people for abortion, a lot of people say it doesn't begin until the baby's born. So if that's how we're going to play it. So what about people that are in comas? Should we just say, you know, it's not worth it? What about people who have disabilities who can't live without the mother? Because they love to use argument, they can't live without the mother, so it's the mother's choice. Okay, well, when a baby is born, it still can't live without the mother. You still have to take care of it and nurse it, and the baby needs its mother. So what's the answer for people who need caretakers? And then they'll say, oh, well, you know what? Until it has a heartbeat, it's not alive. Well, there are adults who have pacemakers, so their heart won't beat without that. So is their life just not worthy either? Are they, are they not considered a life? Oh, well, if a mother doesn't want it, she doesn't have to have it. Okay, um, so we get to decide now if someone's not wanted that we can just off with them. Do you know what I mean? Do you see how, how this sounds? There's no other answer besides life begins at conception. Because if it wasn't alive, they wouldn't have to abort it. Whether it's an abortion pill, which is chemicals, whether it's injecting the baby with poison to kill it, or whether it's pulling it out limb from limb, it's all murder. People act like being sexually active is a right and that everyone should be able to be sexually active and get to control and play God when they want to have a baby or not, but that's not how it works. You have to understand that every action comes with consequences. You have the freedom to do what you want and sleep with whoever you want, but those actions have consequences and people don't want to answer for their consequences. They want an easy fix. They want to go to Planned Parenthood and get an abortion pill or go, you know, get an abortion and never think about it again. Every woman that I've talked to that's had an abortion, they all say the same thing. I think about it every single day. It's not like going to get a coffee Like, this is a human. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's serious. Another thing I see people say sometimes, I've even had people say to me is, unless you've had an abortion, you don't have any right to talk about it. So first it was only women can talk about it, and now it's only if you've had abortion. Okay, got it. With that logic, you can't talk about homelessness unless you've been homeless. With that logic, you can't support cancer foundations unless you've had cancer. With that logic... You can't support trafficking unless you've been trafficked. That logic is just, it's just the worst argument. One of the worst arguments I've heard. You can absolutely speak out on evil, immoral, dark things whenever you want to. And as a human with freedom of speech, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, period. No one gets to censor or police your speech of what you talk about. So again, if these people had an argument of substance, they wouldn't have to say, You just can't talk about it. Like, come up with something better. Is that all you have to say? Come up with something better. I had this influencer. I shared it on my stories when it happened because it was just bizarre. Whenever I created my life highlight on Instagram and I was posting testimonies and it was all these women, some women who have had abortions, women who almost did, women who, you know, their mom almost did and they didn't, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, great just hearing from the community, hearing women speak and giving them a platform so their voice could be heard. And this influencer from another country. I don't even remember her name, um, but I think she was in from Germany or something. Literally sent me a DM saying, 
I wish your mother would have aborted you, you stupid bee, or something like that. And I'm like, so you know it's murder then. These people are sick. It's like literally, it, it's it's demonic. It really is demonic. I, I don't have any other word for it. I've never been for abortion my entire life. I've never supported it. However, there was a time in my life um, when I was in high school and when I was in college, and I didn't understand that I was <laughs> – Colleges were very much indoctrination to the left, for sure, on the youth. But I didn't understand at the time. But I just remember thinking, okay, well, I'm not for abortion, but I can't tell someone else what to do. Like, that was always my train of thought. I didn't know what an abortion entailed. I didn't know, you know, the ins and outs of it. I just knew, like, hey, I can't tell people what to do. Now, you can't tell people what to do. That you know, people have freedom. So that's that. People have the freedom to do whatever they want. No one can tell you what to do. If you're going to break the law or whatever you're going to do, people have the freedom to do it. Doesn't make it right. But once I really learned everything and I was convicted in my spirit by the Lord, you can't not speak out for the unborn. You can't just turn your face when evil things are happening. You can't be silent. You just can't be silent on these things. You have to pick a side. And I keep thinking of, you know, like when Jesus says, I wish you were hot or cold because you're lukewarm. I'm going to spit you from my mouth. It's like pick a side and stand on it. And the Christians who are pro-choice, which there's no such thing as pro-choice, um, abortion is anti-woman, anti-children, and anti-family, which does not align with Jesus and following him. But okay, cool. The Christians that are pro-choice run very far, like run very far away. Like scripture says, test every spirit. And I know some people are afraid, so they don't say anything at all. Um, I was there for a long time when I didn't really know, so I'm not judging people. But when you see people speak up for pro-choice, pro-abortion that are Christian, you got to run, run, run away from their page. Evil is not afraid to be in your face and to be loud about it. We've seen that the last couple of years, like it just keeps ramping up. So why are you afraid to speak? light into the darkness. Like, what do you have to lose? Some mean DMs? Who cares? Some people that you thought were your friends unfollow you? Who cares? There is no love without truth. And a lot of people are afraid to offend people with the truth, like Jesus did. So because of that, you're allowing them to live in a lie, which is not loving them. That's the opposite of love. Instead of offending them to heaven, you're going to flatter them to hell. And I don't care who I offend as long as it's truth, because I did not create the truth. God creates the truth and God creates the law. God is government. So to me, it doesn't matter because I didn't make it up. It's not like I made up this whole set of rules Then I could understand. I didn't make them up. I'm just speaking truth in a world that wants everyone to live blinded in lies and in bondage because there is money and power in keeping people in bondage. We see it in every vertical. We see it in the church as well. There are a lot of pastors who are not led by the spirit. They're led by the flesh. And they make churches as a whole look bad. But think about this. Like, the devil wanted to be God so badly he was cast out of heaven. What makes you think he hasn't infiltrated churches? Like, he's infiltrated every industry somewhere on the earth. So you have to test every spirit, and you have to make sure you're getting your discernment from the Lord. And God is the only one that I will bow to. I will not bow to man. I will not bow to public opinion. If you don't like me, unfollow me. It's really that simple. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. 
And something like abortion can be difficult to talk about the first time. But once you do, you, you're just not going to stop standing up for the unborn and for the babies because they are the definition of can't fight and defend themselves. Another thing that the left never talks about and woke social justice warriors don't talk about is in one breath they will say black lives matter, but in the next breath they will not talk about how many black and minority babies are killed in abortion. How can you say black lives matter and not stand up for black babies? And then get mad at the rest of us who are standing up to protect babies. Do you know what I mean? But people are emotionally charged to the highest level. And that's why the Bible says time and time again, guard your heart. Your heart is fleeting. Do not rely on your own understanding, but trust the Lord. Guard your heart for everything flows from it. That's just three that come to mind right now. Your heart will fool you. Fear is one of the most powerful things to make someone do something. And fear is not of the Lord. It is of the devil. God is not the author of fear and confusion. Do not fear is all throughout the Bible time and time and time and time again. Fear not. Do not fear. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Don't have fear. It's also like the Bible says, I keep thinking of it, that Satan is a liar and the father of it. He is the father of lies. And you you just see lies rampant, running everywhere. I mean, even like with that whole Megan Fox thing that happened last week or the week before, where she was like, yeah, we drink each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. And everyone thought, that, like, people didn't even flinch. And then she said that um, Machine Gun Kelly, whatever his name is, that he, like, is more chaotic and wants to take a piece of glass to his chest and say, take my soul. And people just laugh it off saying, oh, my gosh, like, so inspiring. Like, people are just so asleep. I don't know about any of you guys, but sometimes I just walk around and I'm like, no one knows what's happening. Like the spiritual warfare is ramping up and so much is being revealed and people aren't paying attention. Their heads are so far in social media, media, on their phones, on their computers, Netflix, Facebook. They're not reading the book. No one's in the word. No one's paying attention to the signs of the times, like what's happening spiritually. And with this whole Roe v. Wade thing happening, it's going to get a lot darker. It's like here I thought it was going to be a good summer despite the fact that we have a puppet who doesn't know he's alive in in office. But besides that, like I thought it was going to be a good summer. But no, no, it's going to get very dark and you need to arm yourself with the full armor of God, not a piece here or there, the full armor of God like Ephesians 6 says, Read it every day. Read Psalm 91. Like get into your Bible, you guys, because you're you're gonna need it. You're going to need it. Last two things I want to touch on. If you didn't see last fall, the Satanic Temple tweeted um, whenever Texas was passing their heartbeat bill. And they said the Satanic Church encourages any member who is a Texas resident and seeks to perform an abortion ritual to contact us for legal assistance. They said it right here, an abortion ritual. They're telling you, if any Christian thinks that, oh, the satanic temple just got it right for once, you have absolutely lost your mind. You are not worshiping God, Jesus, Yahweh, Yeshua. You're not. I don't know who you're worshiping, but it's lowercase g if you think that you're on the satanic 
temple side and that God is on that side. The Bible is clear on evil and good and how we don't mix with evil, but we rebuke it. The media wants to desensitize people to abortion. They want to make it seem like it's getting a coffee, picking an outfit to wear, and they don't talk about any of the consequences of these actions and what it is. Um, Another thing that I was thinking of yesterday was when I saw Elizabeth Warren, a.k.a. Pocahontas wannabe, when I saw her screaming this fake political theater of how upset she was for women, everything this week is just reminding me of Moloch, which Moloch is all over the Bible. If you don't know who Moloch is, the pagan god, the satanic cult of Moloch, look it up. It was the god where they gave babies and sacrificed babies. And it says in Leviticus, like Leviticus 18.21, Leviticus 20, 2 through 4, 2 Kings 23.10. Also read Psalm 106.37-38. You are not to sacrifice children. You're not to allow them to pass through the fire. Like it's all through the Bible and Christians don't know because they don't know their Bibles. Like we are dealing with spiritual warfare of the highest kind, starting with the innocent blood of babies. And people don't want to talk about it or ignore it and think that they're politically correct when they're so beyond wrong. I'm going to end this with abortion is anti-woman, anti-children, and anti-family. Abortion does not empower women in any way, shape, or form, no matter what people want to tell you. What we need to focus on is supporting women so that they feel like they can raise their children if they're having any kind of doubts, feeling like they can't do it. We need strong men to step forward and be the father figures in these children's lives and to be there for the women and to raise a strong, healthy, happy family. And we need women to know that they can do this because I I, I realize that You know, there are a lot of single women out there and there are women who feel like they can't do it or they can't afford it or in other circumstance, they need to feel supported. And there are more resources than people realize. Like I've been to so many churches in many different states who always talk about if women need support raising a baby, they'll help you. They'll pay your bills. They'll take care of you. There are a lot of people who are willing to help, help you do laundry, help you take care of the baby. Like there are support systems out there. Don't be afraid to ask. You don't have to do this alone. That's what community is for. We need to be supporting and loving women and telling them, yes, you can do this and not, oh, go take care of it. Psalm 127.3, children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. Don't forget to download this episode, subscribe, head over to my Patreon if you want to support what I'm doing. It's patreon.com slash Amanda Ensing. It'll be in the description. Hope everyone has a great week. Um, Follow me on my other platforms if you're not already. I'll at Amanda Ensing and I will catch you in next week's brand new episode.